Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Yeah, that was pretty dark. You want to yeah, yeah. 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 This is Dan Patrick. Uh, hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go. Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, will join us coming up in a little bit. Also, big Chiefs fan, great musician, Melissa Etheridge, a little bit later on, friend of the show, and she's come up with her Patrick Mahomes Chiefs-related song. We asked her for this, and uh, she'll join us a little bit later on to uh, reveal that. Yes, Paulie. Didn't she do one with us last year, a Mahomes-related one? Or was that – did she do no, like a dedication I, to the Mahomes? I thought we gave her some ideas for a song, but I don't know if she came up with a I song. I thought she ripped up something on her acoustic from, oh. her, from her house last year. Oh. She definitely gave us a stat of the day last year. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she gave us a Mahomes-Chiefs-related song. Oh, she needed a Super Bowl appearance yes. to break out the... Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so she'll join us a little bit later on. But uh, Chiefs over the Titans, Niners beat the Packers. We would rather talk about the teams that lost yesterday than won. We got a lot of time to talk about the winners. Uh, also, other headlines, Zion is expected to make his debut on uh, Wednesday night. Thunder at the Rockets, Lakers at the Celtics also uh, coming up. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, you can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Audience Network. That's channel 239 on DirecTV. And BR Live and our great radio affiliates around the country. If you're a fan of X's and O's and the finer points of football, you'll love the Super Bowl because the – 49ers and Chiefs got here in different ways. The Niners dominated on the ground. The Chiefs, of course, with their passing attack. You have offensive-minded head coaches with Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. You got some star power here, certainly with uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. George Kittle, one of the better tight ends. Then you have Raheem Mostert. Now, I was wondering about this. Running backs who have had 200-yard games in the postseason. So, not a lot of household names here. There's one Hall of Famer in the entire group of running backs who have had at least 200 yards rushing in a postseason game. Eric Dickerson rushed for 248 yards. That was against the Cowboys in 1986. Then after that, you got Ryan Grant, Freeman McNeil, Lawrence McCutcheon, Timmy Smith, Keith Lincoln, Lamar Smith, 
and Raheem Mostert, who rushed for 220 yards against the Packers yesterday. Now, he was at Purdue, and Paulie goes, I, I know I remember him. And I go, but he wasn't a running back at Purdue. He was a return guy. He had been cut by six different teams, thought he was being cut this year, and then all of a sudden he pops in and you'd, he gave you that impression that he's done this for a long, long time. And if I said who would have a better running game, who would have a better game, Derrick Henry or Raheem Mostert in their separate games, you probably would have said, I don't know who Raheem Mostert is. I'll take Derrick Henry. The Chiefs, they um, they basically said to Derrick Henry, we're going to stop you, and uh, they did. They they did a very good job in shutting him down. And, I mean, that's the game plan. You wanted Ryan Tannehill to be able to beat you. You get a lead, and you would have thought that this is where, like, I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, and I got nervous. I was more nervous with the Titans up 10 than I was the Texans up by 24 because I thought, oh, golly, this just plays right into their strengths. They're going to run the football, play defense here, and maybe put some pressure. You know, what surprised me is they didn't blitz Mahomes. I kept waiting. If you're going to have a three-man rush and they were going to have everybody back, eventually Mahomes was going to find time or – we started to see him run a little bit and had that great run there. But I thought this is when the Titans just load up and they're going to run the football. And as you start to look at what's next for the Titans, Derrick Henry is a free agent. Ryan Tannehill is a free agent. If I'm the Titans, I don't bring either one back. Hot. I don't. Because I look at Raheem Mostert and go, do I need to bring Derrick Henry back at a big price tag? Plus, how long can you get that kind of mileage out of a running back who is a physical running back? Now, granted, he hits you as hard as you're hitting him. Maybe he hits you harder. But do I bring back Ryan Tannehill? Do I bring back Derrick Henry? I wouldn't just because I don't want to pay a lot of money at that position at running back. And have I seen enough with Ryan Tannehill that – I'm comfortable with that he can win games. Now, it's almost like if you're bringing back one, then you bring back the other. If I bring back Derrick Henry, then I'll bring back Tannehill. Because I do believe you can win with that combination. The question is, are you going to be a 9-7 and seven team again? Are you going to be a 10? Like, how great can you be? Love their coach. I thought they got some younger talent at the skill positions there. But... If you're going to take inventory there, how much are they going to cost me? How much is Tannehill going to cost me? Am I going to get maybe a Nick Foles situation? Well, I won't even get that. But am I going to get a situation where I, I'm paying a quarterback a lot of money and I don't get that kind of production out of him that you want when you're paying somebody that? Like San Francisco with Jimmy G. He doesn't give you – he wins. He wins. But we're still waiting. I think we still have a question mark with him, but you're paying him – Elite quarterback money. But I, I would not go all. As much as I love what Henry did and maybe finishes second in the MVP race, I would not give him that kind of money. Yeah, Paul. If you're the Titans and you got, he's going to be 32 next year, Ryan Tannehill, could you offer him two years, $50 million? So you're not maxing him out in any way. He gets a whole truckload of dough for two years, and you're not committed for the long term. But you have a good quarterback now who's in his – Air quotes prime. But I'm going to have to pay Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry is not coming at a two-year 
contract. We have a solution for that. Okay. The Derrick Henry solution. The uh, franchise tag, it basically for 2020, this is the estimated cost. Okay. If you wanted to franchise tag a quarterback for one year, it's $27 million. Okay. That's the max. The lowest cost to franchise any position except for a punter kicker is the running back position, $10 million. You could $10 million for Derrick Henry for one year, and then you never have to pay him the big Todd Gurley deal. You still have him next year. If you have a good competitive team, you didn't let him go-go. And then you draft another running back in the second round of the next year. Well, I think the guy who's going to be in demand is uh, Conklin. I, I I think he's 25, and he's a tackle, and, and he's he's the guy that I would want to make sure I keep. Like, i got to pay to keep him. But if you're going to bring back Derrick Henry for a year, okay. And Tannehill for two years? That's a, the ideal world. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. If you franchise tag him, won't he sit out or cause – Problems and like this always goes wrong with it running could. backs. It could. I think. I mean, obviously Melvin Gordon was a disaster, but Ezekiel Elliott has also been messing with every time they tag him, it becomes messy. Yes, this is the year of ten thousand free agent quarterbacks. Though, couldn't you pick up a veteran on a one year who's maybe just barely holding on? Saucy. So we got Tom Brady. Well, maybe you bring in Tom Brady, and you don't bring in you know Brable and Brady. Tennessee Tom. I don't know. <laughs> I like how uh, CBS treated this like it was breaking news that Tom Brady is a free agent or, or going to be a free agent. <laughs> he, he's bit, like, I think everybody, Tom Curran's been talking about this for uh, months now about Brady going to be a free agent. Tannehill, Philip Rivers moved to Florida, moved the family to Florida. Marcus Mariota is going to be a free agent. Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jameis Winston, Eli Manning, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is going to be available, right? Joe Flacco might be available. There's a lot of guys that are going to be available. Yes, McLovin. You're not bringing in Joe Flacco over, right? I know, I, I know. I'm just saying that there's a lot of guys out there. Yes, Todd. If Brady finds his way to the Chargers, which a lot of people like to buzz about, Mahomes, Brady, twice every year or for as long as Brady would play, could be really hot in the AFC West. Yeah, I don't know how many years it would be. <laughs> I don't you know, Tom is now, and there's a report that, and, and is there a quote attributed to Brady where he said that he was embarrassed with his salary this year, I, I believe, which I don't know if he was embarrassed by his salary. We'll take it if he wants to relieve that embarrassment. Yeah, but I, I don't know if this is Giselle saying, you know, come on, Tom, you got to get out there and make some money. I'm tired of carrying you. <laughs> like he, he's making some pretty good coin here. Um Here's Brady talking about playing for another team next year. This is courtesy of Westwood One. Well, like you said, I told him a couple of weeks, and you know I've had a lot of time with my family uh, the last couple of weeks and just decompressing from the season and spending time with them. So I said earlier, I'm open-minded about the process, and you know at the same time, I'm you know I love playing football and I want to continue to play and do a great job. So I'm looking forward to what's ahead, whatever the future may bring. I'll embrace it with open arms. All right. Can he afford a better phone line? Man. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Uh, go to LegalZoom.com today. Enter the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. Special savings. LegalZoom.com. Promo code Patrick. LegalZoom where life meets legal. And then you have the Packers. Did the Packers overachieve this year? Is that what this came down to? Does it feel like the two best teams in football this year are playing for the Super Bowl? I know that we love the Ravens. Did the Ravens overachieve? Chiefs and Niners, are they? It felt like the Niners were a great team. 
basically from start to finish this year. The Chiefs got better, and there was a moment that kind of crystallized for me. You know, he had the Mahomes injury, and I said they're getting better at the right time, and the fact that everybody's all in on the Ravens, the Chiefs are the sneaky team going into the playoffs. The defense is better, uh, probably better than last year, and then it felt like Mahomes and using those weapons, and you come back with Kelsey, uh, they have a running game, you know, that maybe they are the two best teams. It, it just felt like Green Bay wasn't explosive, potent. It felt like they got there, um, but it felt like they overachieved a little bit. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, I was going to pitch one poll question. Who gets there first, the Titans with Mike Rabel, which something is the best young coach in the game, or the, the Packers? Are they poised to get back to the Super Bowl next? I still, I'm not quite sure of the, the Titans. I, I do think they have some, some really good players, some young players. And can you win with Derrick Henry doing what he did? Like, is that your game plan next year? And as Ryan, I just think you need to have a little bit more of a balance there. San Francisco is 75 25. I mean, they, they're not asking Jimmy G to win, but their defense is elite. That's probably the best defense in football. And if you have that, then it feels like you can. And I think Kyle Shanahan learned a valuable lesson being on the receiving end of the Patriots' 28-3 come-from-behind win where he is running the football in a big situation. And if he gets a lead in the Super Bowl, he's going to be running the football in a big situation. Didn't do that with Atlanta as their offensive coordinator. And you saw. And Andy Reid famously doesn't run the football in a big moment, and he's running the ball in some big moments there with Kansas City. Yeah, Paul. I'll go back to the Packers. Devonta Adams had 83 catches this year, and he was hurt. But he, you know, when he's healthy, he's great. But their second-best wide receiver had 35 catches. They got a bunch of third-tier wide receivers. And, you know, Jimmy Graham is once in a while he has those moments, yeah. but he's not a top-flight guy. No, the running work. back situation was great this year, running and catching. But yeah, Jones had 23 touchdowns this year. It just didn't feel like Rodgers was potent. It felt like he was still great. But you just needed that that second piece at wide receiver. You know, Randall Cobb was always that, or Jordy Nelt. Like you had that kind of a two-headed monster there. And I I think that I think the Packers overachieved. I don't think they were a great team. Yeah, for two. And maybe it's the Lambeau mystique, but when I'm watching the Packers on the road, regular season or playoff game, there's just not that frightening feeling about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers when they're not you know covered in green yellow at Lambeau Field. Here is Aaron Rodgers. He uh, was talking about uh, the 49ers, uh, and also that you gotta, you know, they gotta get in a situation where they are hosting one of these games. I've said this before, you know, we gotta get one of these at home. It's a different ball game. It's different, you know, playing in uh, 20 degree weather and snow, cold and wind is a different uh, type of game than playing here. He's right. Now I don't know if it would have been different. It would have looked different. Would it have been different? The end result would it have still been the same? You know, the Niners were the same team that they faced a couple of weeks ago. Basically, they there was no surprises. In fact, Rodgers talked about that. It wasn't like they did a whole bunch of new stuff. Uh, they brought back a blitz that they showed uh, a few months ago, but there wasn't uh, a whole lot of different stuff. If there is a blowout in Super Bowl 54, more likely the Chiefs blow out the Niners or the Niners blow out the Chiefs. I'm curious what people would think about that. Because I do get that feeling that once San Francisco gets going, 
and offensively and deep, when they run the football and they put pressure on you, that's that's a lethal combination. Kansas City is still wonderful to watch, and I can't see them shutting down the homes, but I wonder about Kansas City's defense. Because remember, Kansas City's defense couldn't stop the run. Wasn't that the game against Houston? Carlos Hyde basically said to the camera, they can't bleep and stop us running the football, and they became better at running, you know, stopping the run. But the best run of the day, who would have thought if I said the best run of the day is going to be turned in by Patrick Mahomes? And, you know, if you watch the defenders on that run, that's how you're playing defense against a quarterback. You're conditioned to not hit him. You know that he's going to go out of bounds or he's going to slide. And the fact that Mahomes turned it back into the field going into the end zone, you could watch one of the defenders. He's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's running at us. Because normally you're going to have him. And Mahomes told Peter King after the, after the game, that's the longest I've run in, since high school. And you don't look at him as a, a guy who could hurt you with his leg. He extends plays. But he's not a guy who's going to beat you, you know, vertically. You know, he's, he's just, you sort of see him extend a play a little bit there. And then all of a sudden, he kept, he started running. I go, he's got to go out of bounds here. He's going, he's not going, he scored. Yes, Paul. It's interesting, though, if Mahomes somehow gets hurt on that play by not sliding, Ooh. can you imagine what we'd say? Ooh. You cannot get yourself hurt. You can't take yourself off the field. I mean, it's a, it's a legendary run now. It's going to go down like, not exactly like the John Elway getting spun in the air, but it's in that neck of the woods. All right, we'll take a break. Tony Dungy will join us. Your phone calls are welcome. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Coming up on 18 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. We'll talk to Tony Dungy. He'll join us coming up. I saw this tweet from Rich Eisen yesterday. When Mahomes had that long touchdown run, Rich Eisen says, that Mahomes run is one of the greatest plays in the history of the NFL. We'll be seeing it over and over forever and ever. It's that amazing. Hmm. I don't think it's one of the great plays in the history of the NFL. I think it's a great play in the postseason, but I, I don't know what differentiates that as being a one of the greatest plays in the history of the NFL. It was it was interesting to see because it came from him. If Lamar Jackson did that, would it be one of the greatest plays in the history of the NFL? And the answer is no. I think we were surprised because Mahomes was using his legs. Yes, Paul. I, I think that's what Rich might be saying. Um, it's more so that it's unexpected for him to do that, to run like that, to lower his shoulder, to roll past people, pull through people at the end. It's more like it's a, it's a signature play for Mahomes. 
when it, they needed it late in the you know the first half, they were they were down at the point. Yeah, but it's not one of the greatest play. Okay. The actual play, the the, no. the play itself is a, a, a nice run for a quarterback who doesn't run a lot. Real yeah. nice run. Yeah, that's all. But I, the, the importance of it to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, it might be one of the great plays in Chiefs history. Mm. Yes, McLovin. How do you compare it to Trevor Lawrence going 67 in the semifinal against Ohio State? Which play was bigger or better? Because uh, even that run, that was a great run, too. Lawrence had a great run. Yeah. I mean, he made people miss. You know, Mahomes got around the corner, and then all of a sudden the defensive backs thought he was going out of bounds. And then they only when he turned back in do they you know go, oh, my God, now we got to tackle him. And he had built up momentum and got in. But Trevor Lawrence's run – was more impressive against Ohio State than that. I just think you're surprised because it's Mahomes. That's all. Yeah, Todd. I also think uh, you get caught up with the fact that it's the AFC title game. And as Paulie was saying, it's the final moments of the second quarter. They're down 17-14. That gives them this big momentum. They grab the lead right before halftime, and they're getting the ball to start the third quarter. So that magnifies it. But in and of itself, it was a great play, but not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what just happened. If that was in the regular season, now, I know that, you know, Rich is saying that, you know, let's factor in that's in the postseason. I'm assuming that's what he's saying. So if you look at the circumstances, then it, it heightens it a little bit. But I, I just think we were surprised by Mahomes making a run like that. If Russell Wilson does it, it's not one of the great plays in the history of the NFL. Lamar Jackson, it's just not. It's You don't expect Mahomes to beat you with his legs. All right, uh, what poll question are we going with, McLovin? Well, it seems like we all want to go with, and I don't know if it's a fair question because you might have both, but if you had to pick one and you're the Titans to move forward in the offseason, Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill, you can pay one big time. And maybe you can get both. I don't know, but which style would you go with? Well, I think I can have Tannehill if I have Derrick Henry. But I don't, if I have Derrick Henry, I don't necessarily need Ryan Tannehill. But, but I, I do think Tannehill needs Henry more than Henry needs Tannehill. The question is, what kind of offense do the Titans want to run? You know, well, they, it seems like this thing was working pretty good. It, it, yes. Is it sustainable? And, it, and if it is, for how long? Because when running backs get paid, they don't run the same way. The second contract, I'd be curious if you looked at recent history with running backs who got paid, and then what did they do after that? Because I think you run a little differently than you do. Brandon Jacobs ran differently once he got paid, and he was one of the bigger running backs in the history of the game. Yeah, Paul. Derrick Henry only made $1.2 million this year, yeah. one of the great bargains in sports. Don't screw it up. You know, he made $5.4 million in four years. Yeah. It basically got him for just about nothing. Yes, McLovin. And Todd Gurley, I mean, it's not just that he wasn't trying, but you have a huge injury risk. They paid him, and they fell apart. Yeah, I just I don't want to I don't want to overpay, and it's nothing against Derrick Henry. It's just the position. I and as as great as he was this year, I, I just I I would have doubts about bringing him back. You know, signing a four or five year contract. Like if you said he's going to get a, a Gurley deal or a Ezekiel Elliott deal, I I just I don't want to pay a running back who plays that way that kind of money. Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, working of course for NBC Football Night in America, joining us. Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan, and it's uh, good to hear your voice and hear you kind of debating that uh, run game <laughs> versus pass game. Yeah. All right. If I said you could bring back only one player if you're Tennessee, you can have Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill. 
for the short run, I'm, I'm bringing back Derrick Henry because I think everything revolves around him. But I, I do agree with you. It could go, uh, you know, those big backs that, that have that kind of body and that kind of style, uh, you know, we just haven't seen them last seven, eight, nine years like that. Do you think the Packers overachieved, Tony, that maybe they weren't a great team? I think they really did. When you look at the regular season, and, and we saw some games where they, they struggled. And, uh, you know, they played well and they won games. They won some close games. I think I saw a stat they had the least amount uh, of net points for a 13-game winner ever. They, they won a lot of close games, and uh, I think that is a sign of good coaching. And, and they did as much as they could with their, their talent level. Uh, it- was anything surprising to you in these two games? Um, just the fact that Kansas City could make so many mistakes and fall behind early and, and not panic. In, in those big games, it's it's hard to fall behind like that. And they did it two weeks in a row. Um, I think Chris Jones may be their Bob Sanders. I mean, they, when he came in the lineup and did some things yesterday, it, it made a big difference. But um, they they better not make those kind of early mistakes and fall in that hole against San Francisco. Yeah, I was wondering about that, that, you know, you fall behind to the Texans and the Titans. That's different than falling behind against San Francisco because San Francisco has maybe the best defense. And that running attack, no matter who's running the ball, it feels like they're going to be able to dominate time of possession. Yep, two up the clock, and then you're not going to score on every possession. Kansas City is going to score on San Francisco, but this isn't the defense that you're going to go out and score seven straight touchdowns against. Do we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is? I think he's a real good player, and he really benefits from that system, and he is playing and giving them what they need. There's been some games where he's had to come through. Down in New Orleans, he had to put up points, and and he did it. He, He hasn't had to do that that often. And he's had some games like this where he's relied on the defense and the run game. But I think they have confidence in him, and I think when they need him to, he'll deliver. Well, the fact that he only has to throw eight passes and you blow out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I mean, that's – you know, we talk about systems. And, you know, San Francisco got a system running attack here? They they do, and I've played against that. When Mike Shanahan was was coaching, uh, and we played some games against Denver where they beat us just like that, and they got the lead early, and they ran, and you couldn't get them off the field, and then you start run blitzing and doing things, and then you hit a couple play-action passes, and he's done it with a lot of different types of quarterbacks and a lot of different backs. But the same way that that script can flip if you get behind and just like Tennessee – Derrick Henry was a non-factor in the second half because the game was a little different. So um, it, it's a very good system. They can run it on anybody. Uh, it's a system that doesn't rely on a Derrick Henry type back. They, they plug three or four different backs in there. They, they gash. They, they get one cut. One, one thing that's really probably not spoken of, you know, Bobby Turner has been with yeah. the Shanahan family for a long time. And you think of Terrell Davis and Unknown and Orlandis Gary and Tatum Bell and now Raheem Mostert. Um, Bobby Turner, I don't know what he does. And I know he teaches these guys, you get one cut and that's it. And there's no dance. <laughs> <laughs> if you dance, you'll be standing next to me. You won't be getting the ball. But everybody comes in that system and produces. 
I'll leave you with this. Who gets back to the Super Bowl first, the Titans or the Packers? The, the, the Titans, they, Packers play in a tough division. The Titans, it, it's hard to win that way every year. Now, maybe Ryan Tannehill gets more confidence, and maybe he does become Jimmy Garoppolo, and their defense will continue to get better. And I, I tell you, people don't know how to deal with these running games now. Uh, Tennessee and, and San Francisco do things that people aren't, ready for because everybody's looking at how do we stop these passing attacks, how do we stop Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, it's hard to just get bludgeoned and, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So that, that's a good question. I, I think I'm going to say Green Bay in, in the short run, but um, I, I think Tennessee is building a good foundation. Two weeks off. Well, you're not really off when you after the title game and then you get ready for the Super Bowl. Can you over-prepare for the Super Bowl? You know, I had some good mentors, and we always tried to really prepare that first week uh, when you're at home and you've got a, a kind of standard procedure. Hey, let's put the game plan in, and then don't adjust it too much that second week. Use that week in Miami just to relax, uh, kind of get in the flow of things. Don't over-evaluate that second week. So that's how I always tried to, to do it. And Coach Noel did it that way and the people that, that I've been around. But, yeah, 14 days is a long time. I, you know what I overthought? Kicking to Devin Hester. <laughs> the first week, we weren't going to kick it to him. We practiced all week in, at home, punching the ball to the corners, popping it up. And then I got down there with that extra week and thought, oh, we can't be scared. we got to go right at him. Bad, bad idea. We should have played that first Sunday. I wouldn't have kicked to him. What did you say on the sidelines as you watch Hester return that opening kick for well, a touchdown? it's funny. I told our team the night before, at the last meeting, we had the chapel service, and I said, you know, there's always going to be a storm, and especially that year. We were having all of these ups and downs. So I said, we're going to get a storm tomorrow. We've just got to be ready. Whenever it happens, fight through it, stay together. And so I elect to kick off. He runs it back in 12 seconds. We're down 7 nothing. Everybody's <laughs> looking at me. And I said, hey, I told you the storm was coming. I didn't know it was first flight. But we got to stay together. Back your coach. Make me look good here. Uh, what, what is the curfew? How serious is curfew during Super Bowl week? You know what I did, Dan? I told we went down on Monday. And I said, we're not going to do anything. We've got the, the um, press deal on Tuesday. Wednesday is when we'll kick things off. Edger and James had just left us. He had gone to Arizona, but he lived in Miami. I, I said, Edge, you got these guys. Just don't let anybody go to jail. I don't care what you do. I don't want to know what you do the first two days. And then Wednesday morning, we're going to take down. And, and But you guys do what you need to do and have fun, experience it for a day and a half. And that's what we did. And we got on our normal routine. But I think you can you can be too tight and you can stay there and not let them have any fun and enjoy the journey. And it doesn't work out always. Great to talk to you, Tom. Uh, always good. Thank you, bud. All righty. I'll be in touch. Have a good week, and uh, maybe I'll see you at the Super Bowl. All righty. That's uh, Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer, joining us. Yeah, just don't have anybody get arrested. So you tell Edron James, who went to Miami, from Miami, and he's probably going to have some of his former teammates go out, and then Tony said, hey, let him have fun, just don't let him get arrested. 
All right, a couple of phone calls here. We'll take a break, then we got our play of the day coming up. Uh, Keegan in New York joins us. Hey, Keegan, what do you have for me today? Uh, good morning, Mr. Famer, Dennis. Thank you, Keegan. Uh, unfortunately, I have two worsts of the weekend. Uh, first worst is a Packers run defense, if that's what you want to call it. Mm. Uh, second worst is the inevitable talk today in the remainder of the offseason questioning Aaron Rodgers' greatness based on the metric of Super Bowls. Uh, Rodgers didn't give up 20, 250 yards to Raheem Moster last night. I just think it's silly that should the Niners win it all, we're going to put Jimmy G in the same conversation as Rodgers and Drew Brees when he only had to complete six passes last night. I think we need to be a little more creative when evaluating the legacy of the quarterback position because Rodgers shouldn't be held accountable for his owner's incompetence. Now, I don't have the answer, and while I'm convinced McLovin is an idiot for thinking both Prince and Luka Doncic are overrated, two of mankind's finest gifts, he is a nerd, and I'm sure he can come up with some equivalent of war in baseball. But I'll shut up. Wow. All right, Keegan. You're the best. Thank you, Keegan. Whoa. Shots fired early. Hey, Liz. Yeah, hour one Monday? Yeah. We're already coming Keegan. out like that? Yeah. I'm a huge Prince fan. He's one of the great swingmen for the Nets. Taysom Prince? Taysom Prince. Oh, no, Torian Prince is the Nets guy. Taysom Prince was like... <laughs> you blew your punchline. I know. I Torian Prince. I see him walking around the neighborhood. Y- yes, boy. According to that last caller, Aaron Rodgers had a great weekend and McLovin sucks. I, I mean, how did that, how did that change so fast? Uh, we're not going to be putting Jimmy G in the same conversation with Aaron Rodgers Aww. if they both have one Super Bowl. Yes, McLaughlin. But it's funny. He's like he's got blaming the Packers for not stopping the run, but the Packers did everything to help their defense. That's why they were so good this year. They got all these guys, the Smith brothers. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did load up and made that defense formidable this year. Or at least we thought that it was formidable, and we thought that was going to win them a Super Bowl. And I think we're not giving them enough credit. They were pretty close. They overachieved. I I, I believe they overachieved. That's all. They, they were the second-best team maybe in the NFL or in the NFC. I mean, there's no shame in that. San Francisco proved that they were a better team. If that game is played at Lambeau, San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably only going to throw eight passes because the running game is still – got to stop the run. And the reason why Raheem Mostert had 200 yards is they didn't stop the run. It was like there's no – I think Garoppolo went like 24 minutes without throwing a pass. <laughs> some crazy stat. Did you see that, McLovin? There was some. He, yeah, 24 game minutes. Game minutes. So he went like an hour without throwing. I think it's an hour and a half. Hour actually. and a half without throwing a pass. Wow. Yeah, McLovin. I could have done that. I think we were, just, we were talking about here. Like we basically could have done what Jimmy G did last night. Patriots definitely regretting that decision. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Niners combined to rush 42 times for 285 yards. As Shanahan said, the reason why he kept running a running play, because it was working. Yeah. It's a good offensive line. And that helps. But uh, Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards. The third player in NFL history with four or more rushing touchdowns in a postseason game. That's that good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours coming up. But up next, it's the play of the day. Back after this. All right, as everyone knows, student loan debt is a huge topic in the news these days. And it's a big issue for many young people and, you know, not so young people. That's why I want to tell you about Credible. 
Credible.com is an online marketplace to get you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. It can help you get out of student loan debt. It's a great system. Trust me, and you can consolidate all your student loan bills in one place. Get serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given some awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 different lenders. Checking rates doesn't impact your credit. They're so confident they have the best rates that they'll give you $200 if you refinance your student loans with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Trust me, Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. Fill in a couple pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Back to the tennis. That Tennessee defense drops back. Has long and tried to make a dime. And it's hit. And by Holmes, who tips out. Inside the 10. Still knocked out. Oh, what a run. Out of this world. Touchdown, Kansas City. Little flock of seagulls, and I ran, courtesy of CBS. Mahomes and the Chiefs pick up the win. Kansas City will return to the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. They were in the AFL back then. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. You need to make it legal. Make it LegalZoom.com. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick in the uh, box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Got a couple of uh, email here. Uh, this is from uh, Chase in Stevens Point. I've actually been to Wisconsin, Stevens Point. Good times. The people were great. I went up there for um, what is it? Uh, Gary, Bar- Bar- Gary Bennett? Oh, Bennett? No, the coach? No. Um, I was there to do curling. The U.S. team, I believe, was being named in Wisconsin Stevens Point. And I was working for CNN at the time in the mid-'80s, and I went to Wisconsin Stevens Point. Is that a curling hotbed? Yes. And there was a keg. I don't know how many Olympic teams are named, and there's a keg there at the uh, the venue. But I, uh, I like the people there. It was good. Good time. Uh, let's see. Chase and uh, Stevens Point. Worst of the weekend for the first time in a long time. Blowout loss feels worse than a heartbreaker. And the Packers look like they had no business being on the field. Uh, this is from Troy. Aaron Rodgers is the epitome of Dustin Johnson in golf. 
surely a stud, incredibly talented, but uh, what do you have to show for the last 10 years? He has one major to show. So Aaron Rodgers is being compared to Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson may like that comparison. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't. I don't know. Man, people are all, you know, down on Aaron Rodgers here. I think that they need another wide receiver. Jimmy Graham is, you know, kind of a shell of what he once was. You did get a great running back. I mean, Aaron Jones was great. He had 23 touchdowns this year. You would think if I said you're going to have Devontae, well, you know, Adams was injured. He wasn't there the full season. But you still, you need another receiver or two or maybe another, you know, a, a new tight end, a younger tight end. But that defense was pretty good for the most part this year. It's just they ran into a running attack that they could not stop. What did San Francisco rush for in the first meeting between Green Bay and the Niners? I'm going to guess they put up some big numbers there as well. I have a lot of San Francisco fans who are still, they're mad at me because I I refuse to acknowledge Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I said I would be the last guy in. I'm the last guy in on his bandwagon. Uh I noticed him in college. We had him on in college. Eastern Illinois. I watched a playoff game. And Paulie goes, we got to have him on. And I, I trust Paulie when, if you're looking for small college great quarterbacks, that's Paulie's niche. <laughs> he's, he's like, Carson Wentz is going to be a first-round draft pick. I went, all right, let's have him on. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if you guys remember, I had some type of bet when the Patriots took Garoppolo. I said, he'll be in the Pro Bowl within three <laughs> years. And I know I whiffed on that bet, but... I'm feeling a little better overall. He didn't get into a game. No. Yeah, let alone the Pro Bowl. Now, you know what? They haven't gotten that bad where quarterbacks will bow out, where somebody who doesn't play will actually be the quarterback in the Pro Bowl, but we might get there at one point. McLevin, do you have those numbers first time they met? Okay, yeah. Actually, it was more of a passing game. Uh, Jimmy G threw for 227, or the team threw for 227 and ran for 112. Okay. And it was a 37-8 Green Bay easy win. It felt like it, that game was closer than yesterday's game between these two, if that makes sense. I mean, it was, what, 24 to nothing? I mean, it's something crazy. And then I go, Green Bay is not. This isn't uh, the Chiefs going against the Texans. Yeah, McLeod. You know, it's funny. I kind of thought Green Bay was going to make it a game because they came out on the first drive and just stormed right down for a yeah. touchdown. And then if they could have just stopped San Francisco, they the got it. Turnovers, though. Within two scores. Yeah, they just couldn't they couldn't get off the the defense off the field. If you're if you're Green Bay and you don't have a point in the first half, like you have to get on the board. Because that to me, it, it felt like that was a mountain. And and plus you San Francisco is gonna run the ball and they, they know you have to pass and they're gonna bring that pass rush. And that's what they, you play right into their strengths there. But Green Bay, it felt like overachieved this year. But I don't know why everybody's so down on Aaron Rodgers. Is it is it because we don't want to put him in the conversation of greatest quarterback or one of the great quarterbacks of all time? He is, like it or not. And if he only ends up with one Super Bowl, he's still going to be in the conversation as one of the five or ten great quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, Paul. I think it's the opposite. We all want to put Aaron Rodgers in the greatest quarterbacks of all time list because his abilities are unreal. But that ring he had was so long ago. It's it's a distant memory, except to Packers fans. But you need one more to just cement yourself where it's like, all right, you're, you can't do anything if you have two rings. Like Jimmy Garoppolo has two rings. 
Yeah, but he did. Danny has two it. rings, Danny. He about does. To have a third. He does. He does. Yeah. Three rings does, at, at Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's Hall of Fame. Does, does Ryan Mallett have a Super Bowl? Does uh, Hoyer? Michael Bishop, I think. I yeah, think he's one they pick one up. <laughs> but if you have three rings, you're going to the Hall of Fame. I think it's automatic. These Do you wear your Super Bowl ring if you didn't play in the game? More, I think you're more likely to wear one if you're the 53rd man on a roster. Oh, that, a absolutely. I'd be wearing it every day. I could, Jeremy Shockey, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, right? But he got a ring. I, I didn't Jeremy Shockey not play in the Super Bowl I, they won? I, I, this is just in my head. I remember him being in the press box or something. Jeremy Shockey was on the 07 Giants? I thought Jeremy Maybe. Shockey was on a team that won a Super Bowl and he didn't play. Yes, he, but, at least, but he did play. You know, I mean, he might not have played, say, in that one specific instance, but there's a difference between being like the guy who played a lot and then sort of like your career was winding down yeah. and you were a starter versus the guy who, like, just barely made the special teams unit. Yes, McLovin. I mean, maybe New Orleans. He might have been yes. on that team. Yeah. But, and I, I think, think Paul's so. right. I remember they were showing him in the press box. For some reason, he was not on the field. That sounds really familiar. Um. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's on the 07 Giants. Okay. Yeah, he sat in a luxury box because he had a leg injury. Yeah. And he, you know, he he said it was dangerous for him to be down there. I've uh, th- this is a mean spirited tweet. Chip Kelly could be the NFL's good luck charm. The Eagles fire him in 2015, win the Super Bowl in 2018. The Niners fire him in 2017 and might win this season. Wow. Where? Where's this vitriol coming from today? <laughs> Down on Aaron Rodgers? Are are we are we mad at ourselves that we are invested in Aaron Rodgers and we want him to be one of the great quarterbacks of all time and then he doesn't deliver and therefore we get disappointed or let down? Yes, Todd. Maybe Chip Kelly set everything up for exactly three years <laughs> after he's gone. They're ready to he's win. He's like uh, Buck Showalter. Buck yes, would be with the team, then get fired, and they'd win the World Series. Yes, McLeod. Shockey, two Super Bowls and a national championship. Hmm. Okay. All right, we'll get to your phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. We will give you hours coming up as well, hour two. Hey, what's happening, man? It's Tip T.I. Harris. Come check me out, man. Join me on my new podcast called Expeditionally. Exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, every week I'm going to be talking to people who move the culture forward, who are shaping and changing the world in their own way. You're going to hear some shit that will change your life and move the needle in your world. Expeditionally is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, what I need you to do is download and subscribe to Expeditionally with a new episode dropping every Thursday. Do it expeditiously! Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.